Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Propes, and I'll be giving you everything you missed, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. Before we get started, last week during the season opener, Kyle Fuller went down with an ACL injury, and on Tuesday the 13th, it was reported that he will be out for the entire year. Now, you hate to see a good cornerback go out because you lose a lot of pass coverage on defense, but I know I wish him a speedy recovery. Unfortunately, Ravens flock, I do have to be the one to tell you, even though you already know how the game went yesterday between the Miami Dolphins, with them going from a crowd-cheering, excitement-filled, huge blowout, turning into a nail-biting, shocking, upset, and unfortunate loss to the Dolphins. Honestly, I'm not even sure how this happened, but I will be giving you this recap special coverage, and you know where things just went wrong, and I'll even let you know where things went wrong on my end as well. Now let's get into the Week 2 contest between the Ravens and the Dolphins, this being the first home game for Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium this season. On the opening coin toss, Miami decided to defer, and like I said last week, choosing to defer is the right decision for any team because you never know what could happen in that first half, so this is always a smart choice. But once the second half starts, you can make up for those decisions you missed in the first half and make up for those past mistakes. On the opening kickoff, Miami sent it all the way back to the back of the Baltimore end zone. And the man, the stud, the baddest man on the planet, Devin DuVernay himself, ran it back for a whopping 103 yards for the first touchdown of the game. I don't know about you, but this is how you open a game of football. Justin Tucker, the most accurate kicker in the league, sends it through the uprights for an early 7-0 lead. On the first defensive series, Marcus Williams gets a Ravens pick six, his second in the first two weeks. It's amazing to see these types of defensive plays where they recognize the play, get their hands up, and make plays. Back on offense, Baltimore decided to get into a power eye formation for most of the game, which was interesting to see because they don't do it that often. And it definitely reflected their game throughout the entire day. Rashad Bateman had two first completions to move those chains, but Miami did hold them to a fourth and one situation. Surprisingly, Mark Andrews took the snap under center, which was surprising to say the least. However, they did get a delay game penalty, but it wasn't all too bad because Ironically, Miami at the same time had 12 men on the field, which gave them an illegal formation penalty, moving Baltimore up for the first. On the next play, Lamar had to run it since Miami did collapse the pocket on him. He used his outlandish speed and busted all the way down the sideline and got himself out of bounds for a first and goal. In the red zone, Miami gets a penalty flag for a face mask called, and it moved the Ravens up even closer. Raekwon Davis for the Dolphins got himself to the ball and held the Ravens offense and put them on third and one situation. That was the end of the first quarter. Baltimore really had good ball control and knowing where to go with the ball and making smart decisions. It was a good first quarter and that same energy was carried into the second quarter. All right, let's get into the start of the second quarter with Lamar getting a touchdown to start the quarter off with New York people in the New York booth reviewing it. A very long review, longer than usual, ended up going to commercial for it. And honestly, it it still baffles me right now. They ended up calling back the Ravens touchdown that Lamar got. 
And it, it just makes no sense. Like, he crossed the pylon. In my eyes, he crossed the pylon. But according to the people in the New York booth, he didn't cross the pylon. And somehow it got called back. And when it did, then ended up being a fourth and goal situation and fumbling the ball for a loss of five yards. On that drive, they had 18 plays and 72 yards. And again, it wasn't a clear overturn if and 100% thing if he did end up crossing the pylon. It makes no sense, though. But somehow it, they called it incomplete and put Miami back on offense. Edge rusher Steven Means unfortunately did have to be carted off the field due to an ankle injury. Following that, Miami went on the attack with three consecutive first downs, moving those chains extensively. They decided to use their second 30-second timeout of the half. Once they came back and regrouped, the Dolphins, specifically Jalen Waddle, scored the first touchdown with 10 minutes, 54 seconds left in the half. They did get the field goal, tied it up at 7 for both teams. The Dolphins ran a 94-yard drive to get that touchdown. And again, you got to give credit where credit's due. Even though this is a Baltimore podcast, you have to give credit to the other team when they do something crazy and extensive like that. And a 94-yard drive is absolutely amazing on the Dolphins' part. So shout out to them. But back on offense, Lamar hits Bateman once again on an RPL slant for a 75-yard touchdown. I don't even have to say it because we already know Justin Tucker did his thing and put it straight through the uprights to move this game to 14-7. Baltimore taking the lead once again. Most of that drive, Baltimore did run a power offense along with most of the day as well, and it did work out in their favor. Justin Houston back on defense. He ended up getting a quarterback sack on the Dolphins quarterback, Tua. Miami on the next play did have an illegal man downfield, which cost him some yards. After that, Baltimore almost had a fumble recovery for Miami, but it was not able to get it. So Miami did have to punt that ball away. Baltimore took over from there in the pistol formation. Lamar decided to run the ball and almost got the first by himself, but couldn't get there. Luckily, Miami did have an illegal contact flag after the play and had to give up those yards and was able to give Baltimore that first they were looking for. Lamar ended up throwing a screen pass to Mark Andrews, who did get that beautiful catch and got his first touchdown of the new season. However, once again, somehow, someway, in their own home stadium, Baltimore's touchdown was overturned, this being the second touchdown for Baltimore that was overturned in this game. Back in the power eye formation, Lamar hits Mark in the flats for that touchdown to actually be counted. And this time, again, Justin Tucker, once again, no doubt, no question, no hesitation, through the uprights, making the lead even further, this putting Baltimore up to a two-score game of 21-7 this far in the second quarter. Lamar had said in an interview on Saturday during training camp he had been practicing under center and was doing it a lot yesterday, and he was very comfortable with it. After that kick, Justin Tucker sent it back for a touchback starting Miami at their own 25-yard line. Baltimore running a three-safety look on defense with them being able to hold Miami on downs and push them to a four-and-one situation with the two-minute warning being presented to them. Marlon Humphrey got a tackle on Jalen Waddle to stop him from getting the first. At first, they ruled it the first down, but a booth challenge tried to overturn that call, saying that they got the first, but it was not overturned, and they kept it at fourth-and-one. After that, Miami decided to use their final timeout of the half to try and regroup because they decided to go for it on fourth and one and to see if they could get those yards. Once the ball was snapped to Tua, he tried to throw the ball once again, but 
Marcus Williams, the man with the plan, got his hands up and went out of bounds with that interception. And at first they claimed he didn't get the interception because it looked like his right foot was out of bounds. But before they reviewed it and checked the cameras, he was indeed, in fact, in bounds and got that ball for the Baltimore's interception to put them back on offense right before the end of the half. Marcus Williams now having another interception, which, again, was absolutely beautiful. And he's even projected and on track to have 30 interceptions for the entire year. But back on offense, Isaiah Likely, not having a good first week, not having a good first game last week, ended up getting a 34-yard gain, this being his second catch of the day and getting this first down. On the next snap, the defense for Miami went offsides and gave Baltimore a first and five. Following that, Baltimore calls their very first timeout of the half with only 38 seconds left on the clock. Once they get back, Lamar hit Demarcus Robinson and gets him a touchdown right before the end of the half, putting them at 27-7 to with Justin Tucker doing it again. No questions asked because he's a stud, as they kept reminding you all day, as he did specifically reminding you all day, and putting the field goal up, making it a three-score game, a 28. It's, it's just crazy to see Justin Tucker doing his whole thing, going right from there, and just getting these field goals and making it a three-score game with only 29 seconds left on the clock before the half. This is Baltimore's third touchdown in the second quarter. Justin Tucker just gave them another touchback to Miami and ended the second quarter of the game going into halftime. Baltimore was up 28-7 to over Miami. By the end of the half, Lamar was 10 for 19 in passes. Going into halftime, Baltimore being up so much, it was great sight to see, honestly. They had been doing it all afternoon, especially on a beautiful, sunny, perfect Sunday in Baltimore. They had the lead way ahead of Miami, and I don't know what adjustments they made in the locker room, but in my personal opinion, I don't think they should have made any adjustments because once you get into the grindstone and being up so much by a half, people thought the game was over at that point and had no worries and nothing bad could happen. And even myself, I thought the exact same thing. It was like what switch got flipped and where was the decline in the Baltimore defense? In the second half, they definitely took their foot off the pedal. The third quarter, it didn't start to show because of what they did in the third quarter. And we'll still get to that in a second. It was once they got into the fourth quarter when they really started to let off. Lamar just having a great day when it comes to his passes. They were all around crisp and clean. His pass routes to his receivers, Rashad Bayman, Isaiah Likely, and Mark Andrews, were all having great days getting passes caught and running them straight to the house or getting those yards. Miami did make a couple mistakes, which definitely benefited on Baltimore's part in the short amount of time to where they could get a decent lead. I just don't see where they flipped the switch and started making mistakes like that and letting Miami take over and just run the ball and pass the ball over them when they had a great defensive scheme and setup because in the first half, they were running a three-safety defense and they were just having their hands up and getting those stops and I don't see where things just managed to change like that. Getting into the third quarter, Miami did start the game with the ball. Obviously, because they won the coin toss, chose to the first, so they start the second half with the ball. No surprise there. They ended up getting the first two down completions to start that quarter. They ended up having a loss of four on a second and one situation. And on that next play, they ended up getting an illegal block in the back on the defensive stud, Calais Campbell, and pushed them back to a second and 24 situation. Unfortunately, Baltimore did end up going off sides and put them at a third and 10. 
This only helping the Dolphins control the ball for the first seven minutes of the third quarter. Following that, they were able to get their second touchdown of the game, making only a two-score game of 28-14. Lamar now being back on the offensive side in the pistol formation, he had three receivers spread to his right side. Miami was able to hold them down and force Baltimore to punt for the first time the entire day. Miami getting the ball once again. Marlon Humphrey was able to force them to a third and two situation and really held it down yesterday for Baltimore on the defensive side. The Dolphins were three for six on third down conversions. On the next play, Tyreek Hill got the first for the Dolphins. It was in vain, though, because they ended up having a tripping call, which cost them a 10 yard penalty, forcing them to punt the ball back to Baltimore. Once Baltimore got that ball back in their own hands on offense, Lamar was under center and passed it to Mark Andrews. This was a six catch at 66 yards. On this drive, Lamar ran it for 78 yards for Baltimore. He ran 76. Lamar Jackson ran 76-yard touchdown, and Baltimore themselves only had 78 yards on this drive. Lamar a beautiful 76-yard touchdown. Like, I don't know how many times I got to say how many yards he ran for. He ran it, took the snap, faked the handoff, and ran straight up the gut, right up the hole, and just took off to the house. Defense of Miami was nipping at his heels, but he just hustled down that field and just put his speed to the test and just showed everybody, once again, why he's such a great quarterback. And he ended up getting down right to the end zone, flipped in the end zone, just like he did last year against Patty Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful sight to see, I swear. And Justin Tucker, again, the most accurate kicker in NFL history, put it through the uprights, brought the score back up to another two-score lead, making it 35-14 to with these numbers right near the end of the third quarter. Only had one minute left in the third quarter when they did this, too. And with that rushing, with those rushing yards that Lamar did, he ended up setting a new NFL record. He ended up setting the record for this being his 11th 100-plus rushing yard touchdown. He has ended up now beating the veteran player Michael Vick, who only had 10 100-plus uh, rushing yards. And now Lamar now holds the new NFL record for 100-plus rushing yards. It's absolutely crazy to see. And that's exactly how they ended the third quarter. It was crazy to see that he did that at the very end of the quarter. And... Unfortunately, that was the last good thing we ended up doing because this is when we really started to take our foot off the pedal and things really started to flip out on us and started to change on us. And when we really started to get scared, honestly, it it was crazy to see. But in this final quarter of the game, Tyreek Hill did leave with some cramps and was questionable to return. Honestly, I don't remember if he returned off the top of my head at the time of this. He... You hate to see a good player go out, honestly. I remember last year when Lamar ended up going out in the middle of a game with some stomach problems. You hate to see a good player get taken down, but hopefully he's okay. Hopefully his stomach's all right or wherever wherever the problem was with him having cramps. Hopefully he's okay, honestly. He's Tyreek Hill. He's a great player. He's a great back. Like He's a great, honest man. So you definitely want to see him come back in Miami's next game next week. But... With that said, in the middle of their first possession, Miami did use their first timeout of the half for this second half. They used their first 30-second timeout with them having the ball to start the fourth quarter. And once they came back, River Craycraft, who was on the practice squad, got lifted from it the day before. He got a touchdown, making only a two-score game of 35-21. to It' Crazy to see that a young kid 
who just got lifted off the practice squad getting a touchdown. Like, it's absolutely amazing to see. So definitely got to give River Craycraft a shout-out. He absolutely great guy. But, again, this is a Baltimore podcast. So back doing his thing, Devin Duvernay once again made a 21-yard gain to start the next drive for Baltimore. And then Kenyon Drake got a third-down situation for Baltimore going, and Lamar took the ball but was stopped a yard short of the first down for that. And it ended up forcing them to a fourth and one situation. They ended up getting the third. This is their third fourth down. Like this is the third time they had been put to a fourth down situation by Miami's defense all day. And again, Miami's defense was starting to switch it up, start to play a little different, starting to actually get to that ball and actually hold Baltimore's offense. And they had a shot, but Baltimore did end up dropping the ball with it and were put back on defense. Marcus Williams almost had another pick six, but unfortunately dropped it on the turf while on defense. And this with only seven minutes and 47 seconds left in the game. Miami did get their touchdown, making it only a one-score game. This is a dangerous situation, especially it being so late in the game and Baltimore holding the lead for so long. You never know what could really happen going into the last final few minutes of the game. And honestly, it doesn't make sense how they let them come back this fast. But they, again, took their foot off the gas pedal, dropped the ball a little bit, and Miami started to creep back up. Miami started to show why they should not be slept on. But it it just, it was crazy. Like, honestly, I don't understand how it happened. Honestly, with me being a longtime Baltimore fan, I held out hope, and it did unfortunately not prevail. But back on offense for Miami, they did end up getting a defensive holding call on Baltimore, and gave them the first they unfortunately had to punt the ball away again with only six minutes and 44 seconds left in the entire game still holding on that lead by one touchdown but once Miami gets the ball Tyreek Hill ended up getting a 60 yard touchdown and tied up the whole game with only five minutes left five whole minutes left in the entire game it's it's just outstanding that he was able to be a monster and came back. And now that I answered my own question later in my own podcast, it's kind of funny that I answered my own question later on, but he ended up coming back and getting this 60 yard touchdown. And I I don't understand how Baltimore just took their foot off the gas pedal as you hate to see your favorite team go down like this, but continuing on Lamar was able to hit Mark in the flats At the 41-yard line, getting 16 passing yards to give them the first. Miami did get a pass interference, Carl, which pushed them up just slightly, giving them an extra first down. And this was only four and a half minutes left in the entire game. Duvernay did get a first down completion at the 27-yard line because he was able to get to the sideline and get the clock stopped. And then Kenyon Drake was stopped at the goal line, not at the goal line, but at the line of scrimmage and had to get put into a second and 10 situation, not getting any gain on that one. And again, you hate to see when your players can't make those plays. But Isaiah Likely, man, this man came out. He ended up getting two yards and put us at a third and eight situation with only three and a half minutes left. And you're looking and you're looking at this game, you're looking at the clock. I know I was. I'm thinking we're at three and a half minutes. We have we have enough time to get a touchdown and then just need to have one good defensive series. Like I don't, that's all we had to do with that. But Lamar, he ended up throwing a deep pass and unfortunately ended up being incomplete. So it ended up putting them at a four and eight situation. 
And Justin Tucker had to come out once again and show why he is the MVP and show why he is the best NFL kicker in history and ended up kicking a 51-yard field goal and took the lead back, but only by three points, and that put them at the two-minute warning. A flag went up during that punt, or not that punt, but that kick, and Baltimore ignored it and said, we'll keep the points, forget that, we don't want to take the field, we don't want to take that first down because, yes, that would have gave them better field position, but that also would have negated their points and could have ended up messing things up a little more, but they put themselves back on defense, still being up by three with two minutes left. Chase Edmonds from Miami had a 28-yard run and gets himself down to the seven-yard line, Baltimore seven-yard line now, and Miami decided to use their second timeout of the half, and whatever they talked about in that huddle really helped them out because Waddle got his team another touchdown with only 14 seconds left in regulation time, taking the lead back for Miami with it being 42-38. to and it was definitely a nail-biter. Some Ravens fans were heading for the exit at this point. Some people were turning off their TV screens. I know I did not stop until the final minutes were up. And once Baltimore got that ball back, Mark Andrews was able to get down to the 40-yard line, Miami's 40-yard line, and that only gave them nine seconds left on the clock. And Baltimore chose to take their second timeout of the half Honestly, I was hoping when they took that timeout that they would come back with a great decision. They only had two options with being so little time left on the clock. Either throw a pass to get one second left down on the clock and get out of bounds or Hail Mary it for a touchdown and tie it up and take it in an overtime. And Lamar said, you know what? I've got the arm cannon. I'm going to throw the Hail Mary. And unfortunately, it was in vain because our Baltimore Ravens did end up losing to the Miami Dolphins with 42-38 to being the final score of that game. And Baltimore giving up four fourth-quarter touchdowns. They gave up 28 whole points in that fourth quarter to Miami. Honestly, I don't know where they went wrong in this game. They had it so well throughout the entire whole first half plus the entire third quarter. And it somehow just fell apart. A few good things did come out of this game, though, honestly, and I will say, even though it doesn't sound like it, I am super ecstatic for this. Will Lamar breaking the NFL record with 1,100-plus rushing yards beating Michael Vick. Michael Vick was such a good player in his time and definitely deserved that, but Lamar shows why he's such an even better player with getting these yards. It's absolutely amazing. Justin Houston getting his 104th sack of the day in his entire career, what a stud on that part. Marcus Williams is the first Raven to get three pick sixes in the first two weeks. He set a Baltimore Ravens personal record for that team. And then Lamar, once again, two records yesterday, being the first quarterback to have both 75 passing and rushing yards in NFL history. And then Bateman, Rashad Bateman himself, caught 104 yards yesterday. That is all the good, but I don't even know where to start with the bad because they had the lead the entire game and somehow it fell apart on them. I don't know where it was and where the overconfidence came from on the fans' part, on the team's part, but they just had such a high lead for so long and I just don't know where things just went wrong. It was sad to see them lose the lead and give up so many points in one single quarter, But we all have to remember it is only week two. Those things do happen in regular season games. 
but it is still hard to watch. Unfortunately, as of now, Devin DuVernay, the star who started out the game so maliciously, is out with concussion protocol for the time being. And as of right now, we don't know his current status. We don't know when or if he'll be back next week to play in week three. This coming Sunday, on September 25th at 1 o'clock, the Baltimore Ravens will be back on the road taking on the New England Patriots in Gillette Stadium. Hopefully, whatever things happen this week won't happen next week, and we'll see a better Ravens team. Thank you for listening. I've been Anthony Probes giving you a recap special of the Week 2 contest between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. I'll see you next week.